Let me see you put them up Reach the skies, touch the stars up above Cause it's one time for the underdog one time for the underdog. I'm Patrick Bidibi, host of Value and today I'm going to talk to you about 10 laws on how to recreate yourself. I wrote a book a few years ago called 25 Laws for Doing the Impossible. And when I wrote this book, I mean, it sold 150,000 copies right now. It's in five different languages, Polish, Russian, Chinese, English, and I'm missing one. Romanian. That's right. Romanian, right? And uh, uh, it did very well. We were not expecting it for it to do this well. It did very well. Uh, you know, most readers are from the States. Then it's Russia. Then it's Australia. It just started growing and growing and growing. But I was having a conversation um, just the other day, and somebody was asking me, Pat, if everybody keeps saying when you were in high school, you grew up a regular kid from broken up family, 1.8 GPA, and you didn't have any money in your family, and your father was this, and your mo mother was here, and how did you become and how did you change yourself, right? So when I wrote this book, 25 Laws for Doing the Impossible, it's broken down into three different steps, right? First step is how to recreate yourself, how to identify your cause, then go make history. So I want to focus and emphasize today mainly on the first step, which is how to recreate yourself. Because everybody who all of a sudden goes from having a uh, a, a past that no one thought that person was going to be who they were going to be. There's a point, there's an epiphany moment where they change. And there's a very consistent formula on how to do that. I'm going to share 10 of the laws on this video with you. And then from there, if you want to read the rest, I'll send you where you can go get the book and read it for yourself. Okay. So how do you recreate yourself? How does one completely change their identity? How does one go from being recognized as having this kind of a reputation to completely changing their reputation? First steps first, very simple. This is the first thing you got to do. First thing you got to do is you got to set a goal that seems very difficult to you. It seems impossible to you. It seems something that everybody was, there's no way in the world you could do this. And you got to go hit this goal, okay? You got to go do this thing that seems extremely impossible. You got to go actually make that thing become a reality. It could be very small little things initially. It could be, I want to go out there and make $50,000 in a year. I want to make $100,000 in a year. I want to make $50,000 in a month. They could be, I want to go out there and, you know, become number one in the company. I want to go out there and become a vice president with a company, marketing director. The goal has to be a difficult goal. I want to lose 30 pounds in the next 30 days. I want to go out there and do, it's got to be extremely difficult. Every time you go out there and do something that seems difficult to you, what, it's not, what ends up happening is, your mind and your heart start believing in the words that's coming out of your mouth. When your mind and your heart believes in the words that's coming out of your mouth and you continuously then set another goal that you do that seems impossible, then eventually whatever comes out of here, these two trust because it's going to become a reality. So your credibility on what comes out of here is very high here, but you got to start it first. And that's when you start seeing yourself. You don't recognize you anymore. Don't You don't recognize it anymore because you're changing you. So the 10 laws of a, a first side of recreating yourself. Number one, invest into your identity. I've been told so many times, I've sold stocks, I've sold mutual funds, I sell insurance. We do very well business-wise, but I've been told to buy so many different things, invest into real estate, invest into this. Invest. Nothing in the world has given me better returns than me investing into one thing. And that's been in my identity. Nothing. Nothing ever has. All these books that are here, 
all the books on my house, all the seminars I've been to, all the places I've traveled to, all the places I went to just meet one person to have a one-hour meeting or have breakfast with this person to learn one thing about them. Investing in my identity is by far the most important law you got to keep in mind. So law number one is invest into your identity. Number two, let the right ones in. It's very important to let the right ones in. What do I mean by that? Association. Um, you got to let people in. Some people don't let anybody in. If you don't let anybody in, nobody can direct you because nobody really knows where you're at with your life. You have to have a handful of people that you let in who can give you feedback, but you got to let the right mentors, the right influence get in that have influence over you. Number three, protect your credibility score. Let me explain to you what that means, your credibility score. You know, we all uh, when you're buying a house or you're buying a car, whatever you're doing, they're going to check your FICA score to see how good it is, then they give you a loan. Here's $50,000 loan, $100,000 loan, $1 million loan. Your, your credibility score is just as important, if not more important than anything else. Here's why. If you say what you're going to do and you actually do what you say you're going to do, your credibility score goes higher. Who does that improve and who does that help? One, it helps you because you trust you. When you say you're going to do something, you actually do it. Second, who does it help? Your friends, your family, they like you. Three, who does it help? The people that do business with you. When your credibility score goes high because what you say is what you do, more people want to be in business with you. Because it's very important for business, for a business partner, for somebody you're doing business with, to keep their word. If you keep saying what you're going to do and you don't do it, your credibility score is low, not only do you not like yourself, not only does your friends and family not trust you, nobody wants to do business with you. you got to increase your credibility score in order to get the right help around you as well. Four, strengthen your greatest weapon. The mind is the greatest weapon. you gotta, you got to feed this thing regularly. So often I meet people, spoke to one of the guys I think is one of the most talented guys I've ever met in my life. I said, what a waste of a mind it is you've been given that your mind is that smart, but you refuse to read books. What a waste. Can you imagine that brain, that computer? It's like having the most incredible computer that you never, ever use or do anything with the software that's in this computer. What a waste to have such a platform to not do anything with. That's your mind. you got to strengthen your greatest weapon, which is this. Um, law number five, challenge your way of thinking. you got to constantly challenge your way of thinking. Here's a question I always ask myself and I ask other people as well. If your way of thinking worked, would you be in the position you're in today? So if your way of thinking doesn't work, you need to find a new way of thinking to get the results that you want. Because there is a problem with your way of thinking in any specific area of your life. If your way of thinking doesn't work, you've got to challenge your way of thinking. Most of us have a challenge with that because... We don't like to be wrong. We don't like to say it's our fault. We don't like to say we're mediocre or not there yet or average. But you got to challenge your way of thinking. If you're willing to challenge your way of thinking, you're putting yourself in a position to get into new heights. Next, law number six, know your why. Your why is very simple, but the, the why, generally, a lot of people say things like, oh, I want to be financially free. I want to have a big house. I want to have a nice car. I want to do... Believe it or not, that's all a byproduct. Yes, I have nice cars. I have live in a nice home. I black cars and all this stuff and I travel like all over the world. I'm in Dubai, I'm in Paris last couple of weeks and I go to New Orleans and we're all, we're this way. Yes, all that stuff is great. But that's purely a byproduct of the real why of my life, which was many years ago when I remember seeing my father who had a heart attack and he went to the hospital at UCLA Medical Center and I saw this man lose 40 pounds within a week and I'm sitting there at the hospital fighting every single nurse. I go downstairs 
I'm in my Ford Focus, I've lost everything I have, and I sit there and I say, this is it for me. I'm making a decision tonight. I am making a decision tonight. I'm crying for 30 minutes. This is never, my dad's not gonna die from stress caused by financial issues. If my dad's gonna pass away, it's gonna be because of natural cause. Came back, made a list of what I wanted to do, boom, went, the rest was history. But it wasn't, I want to have nice cars. The cars, the money, the financial freedom came of a byproduct of real strong whys that are in here. The person that doesn't believe you could do it for you to look at that person in the eye and say, wow, you really did it. For your family, your mom and dad to tell you you're proud of, they're proud of you. For you to do something that no one thought was ever possible. It's gotta be the real deep why that you write down. Next, work like it's 1880. Quite frankly, that's a very controversial message today because um, you know, you got books like Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss, who became a multimillionaire by writing a book called Four Hour Work Week. Because, great, it's like these uh, commercials late at night. He's very smart, by the way, to write a book like that because everybody wants to work less. So it's like saying how to lose fifty pounds in two weeks. Everybody would read the book. Oh, this is so great, and there is no such thing as how to lose fifty pounds. Those drinks, you drink this drink, you lose fifteen pounds in one night, but it's not good for you. The Four Hour Work Week is a myth. It doesn't exist. It doesn't happen for those that want to play in the big leagues. I don't know anybody that has a four-hour work week that's the top achiever. I don't know any single person in Hollywood and business, I don't know them, who compete at a very high level. Four-hour work week is for somebody who wants to be on a low radar, nobody paying attention to you. You're just getting by making enough money to pay your bills and you're traveling. That's what the book is about, okay, if you read it. I'm talking about working the way we worked in 1880. The average American today works on a late 30 hours a week, 35, 36 to high 36, 37 hours a week. Back in 1880s, we used to work 69 hours a week, 50, 69, 67 hours a week. This is according to the Department of Labor. It's going back to real work ethic. It's really working. People are frightened of working. I love what Gary Vaynerchuk says when he's hustling. He talks about hustling, waking up early in the morning, going this, going that. You see a video like Grant Cardone, who is obsessed with working. You see Jordan's work ethic, Kobe's work ethic. You know, these guys that wake up in the morning and go at night, dark, dark, not up, you know, sun, sun, let me come home. No. So if you want to do the impossible, then you want to recreate yourself and you want to work nine to five. I had a friend that said, yeah, I made a plan that by 30 years old, I wanted to take Fridays off and Saturdays off and Sundays off. That's not my goal. I don't have a desire to do that. Why do I want to take Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays off and only work four days a week? I don't want to do that. I have no desire to do that. And those who do the impossible typically work. Uh, Edison was known with his wife. It's a very interesting story when you talk about Edison. Edison's wife would say, he would come to the house, I would make him some food, he would go back to work, would come back, take 20 minute naps, go back to work, come back 20 minute naps, 15 minute nap, 20 minute, he was just constantly working. Well, let's see what Edison did. We have a light, we have all the, take Edison out. What if you only work 15 hours a week? What if you only work 30 hours a week? I'm sitting here with a candle right now. If you only work 15 hours a week. This dude works 70, 80 hours a week. Thank God he had strong work ethic and he wasn't living in an economic time like this where the, polit- you know, the, the PC police is going around saying that's not politically correct. You can't listen to any of the media that tells you uh, about work and Huffington Post article. It's not healthy to work more than 40 hours a week written because viewers are going to read that article. It's a bunch of nonsense. You go get advice from performers who are playing in that game, not the other guys that want to make sure you read a four-hour work week book or all this other crap. Anyways, I get upset when I read that stuff because it's a bunch of gibberish that fools people and then they wonder how come they don't get the results. Law number eight is elevate your imagination to a whole new level. Let me explain to you what I mean by elevate your imagination to a whole new level. It's a weapon that's been given to everybody. 
Everybody. When you go to sleep, how do you go to sleep? How do you go to sleep? Think about it. We all have a story, right? How you go to sleep. Who creates that story? You do. It's your imagination. You're in charge of your imagination, just, just so you know that. So if I'm going to sleep at night with the thought of, oh my God, my bills, promotion, that guy, fear, 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 I wake up with fear. But what if you go to imagination and sleep like this? Man, what if that one day I'm giving a talk in front of 50,000 people and there's an audience there and my wives and kids are sitting in my home, my mom's, but I'm giving this talk and it's on the Time Magazine cover. What if this, and that? what if, what if this one day, oh, this is so great. What? Like, that's the stuff that you got to take control of your imagination. If you let it loose, it'll really mess with you. That's law number eight. Elevate your imagination to hold it. When you read the book, all these things are obviously more specific. Law number nine is to be curious as callous, uh, curious as Alice. Uh, Alice was curious, obviously. Alice in Wonderland, right? You got to be curious. You got to be curious to read books. You got to be curious to watch videos. I was speaking to somebody named Bobby the other day. He says, my Saturday mornings and uh, early in the morning when I wake up, I watch four hours of YouTube and audio is what I do. On Sundays, I watch this many hours of YouTube videos on how to do this, and I listen to audio. Every week, I finish three audio tapes. Every single week. You know, my English isn't that good, but I like listening to audios because I understand when I listen to audios. It doesn't matter. He's curious for information because it's out there accessible to everybody, especially today more than ever before. No one could say, I don't know how this thing works. It's a lame excuse. Uh, all our staff that I have here working with us, right? We had a guy that came and started working with us. He's never had any experience. Mario, how much experience have you had in the past with social media? Nothing. When you got started with us, how much Twitter experience did you have? Really? Zero followers. How many followers? <laughs> Zero followers. Nothing. Social media, nothing. Mario is curious. He would sit here, listen, and watch things on how it would work and go research. And now Mario is one of the best. You should follow Mario. What's your tag Aguilar on? Aguilar Social. Aguilar Social on Twitter. Aguilar Social. And go befriend him on Facebook. And your Instagram is what? What's your Instagram? Aguilar Social. Really interesting. He's learned how social media, right? He's now learned how social media works. But he was curious to learn. You got to tap into that curious side of you. Number 10 is break away from the old you. Um, it goes back to the first thing I said when I opened up the video, which is write down something you want to do that seems impossible and go hit it and break away from the old you. Just because your friends, family, or your cousins have created a reputation about you that all your friends say, that doesn't mean that's true. Just because in high school you were a knucklehead kid or you hung around with people so everybody called you the chump or the loser or the smarty, this guy didn't get good grades or whatever, that's their identity they're creating for you. You don't need to buy that identity. Does that make sense? You choose the identity that's going to be with you, for you. You are determining that. It's not on anybody else. Most people allow other people to create their identity. You got to take responsibility of it. And let the right ones in who can elevate and challenge you and push you and say you're too cocky, you're too arrogant. It's all about you. Change yourself. People don't want to work with you. You got to get better. You got to read this book. Finish that book. Why aren't you reading that book? Did you get to that? Why do you tell me you want to win and you still don't go out there and read? Then don't tell me you, you need people like that in your life. And the next thing you know, saying, this person believes in me. New identity. Once you have the new identity, then you got to go identify your cause and you got to go make history. But ultimately, make a decision to recreate yourself and get after your dreams and leave a legacy for the people that love you and for the people that matter the most 
to you. Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bidavid. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care everybody. Bye-bye.